Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast for December 5th, 2019. I am Michael Abeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends to raise a government of people who shall rule with him at the end of time. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to visit our pages. We are on Facebook as Emerging Temple. You, if you go to Facebook and look for the, our handle, Emerging Temple, you'll be able to see some of our past videos and you can you know, communicate with us um, through Facebook. Uh, also, in the chat section of these uh, YouTube videos, you can comment and you know, send questions in and we'll be glad to respond to you. You can also visit our website at templeoftruth.us if you would like to support our work, or go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. If there's a red subscribe button here, I'd like you to subscribe so you can become a part of this family. And if there is a bell icon, I'd like you to hit on that bell icon so you can get notifications every time we upload new videos. All right. We've also began to broadcast um, through online radio portals such as Spotify, iTunes, and Google Music, and as well as other online platforms. If you visit our website, templeoftruth.us, you'll be able to see um, a list of other pl um, online platforms. So you can listen to these messages via audio. Okay? Excellent. So um, in the last few days, we've been going into the subject of the um, the high priests, the, pre the um, priesthoods, um, especially as it refers to the Levitical, Levitical priesthood and as it correlates with the priesthood of Christ in this hour and this time. And we have um, gone, I would say, a bit far out into the ocean. And I think it, we should stop a little bit and try to uh, speak in plain English some of the things we have said because Obviously, questions have arisen, and some explanation is needed at this time. So today, I'm going to try to use the New Testament to try to elaborate on some of the things we've spoken about over the last few days. And if you haven't seen those videos, I'm not going to go over all of that again today. I will encourage you to look for the videos for the last few days, okay? So um, if, you, if, you, if you come to um, our, our page um, here on YouTube, you'll be able to find those videos where we've talked about the sacrifices of the bulls, the rams, the goats, the lambs, and the consecration of the priests, etc. So what we want to try to do today is try to demonstrate how those sacrifices, whether it was the bulls, the rams, the goats, the lambs, the doves, or even the grain offering, or even you know, the cakes, how they're symbolic of the body of Christ, okay? Which means that the sacrifice wasn't just Jesus Christ, but the sacrifice also includes the body of Christ, which is those of us who have come to believe in him. Even today, we are completing the sacrifice of Jesus Christ when we forgive people, when we tolerate a lot of things, and our blood is symbolically being shed and sprinkled in the heavens as we sacrifice ourselves for the name of Jesus Christ and for the sake 
of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we're going to try to look at the New Testament today and see if the apostle you know, spoke about these things or are we just, you know, just harebrained, you know, coming up with things that are not scriptural, okay? So you can understand the purpose of your life as a Christian. What does it mean? We spoke about Christ being the head of the body and we being his body so that whatever the head has gone through, the rest of the body is coming and going through as well. We spoke about the three courts of the temple, which is the body of Christ. We say Jesus is the, is, the, is the head. We talked about the holy of holies. We talked about the holy place, and then we talked about the outer court. Okay? So we've talked about this. You need to go back and look at the old messages. Not that old. The message over the last few days, the last week or two. And that way you'll be up to speed, and then you'll be able to better understand what today's teaching is going to be. Okay? So with that said, Let's go into the study of today. I title this Christ the Sacrifices, plural, because I want you to see that when the scriptures speak about Christ, it often speaks about him. When he talks about his sacrifice, it often speaks about him in the plural. Okay? You will, you will see a few examples of that today. Okay? So it says, Christ is a many-membered body. He is Jesus as the head, and the church led by the elect as the body of Christ. That means Jesus is the head of the body, but then there's the church. And in the church, there are those who are the elect, okay? And then there's the rest of the body, okay? Jesus said there will be great tribulation in those days that almost no flesh will be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days shall be shortened. Jesus said, many are ecclesia, many are called, but few are eclectos, few are elected, few are chosen. Okay? Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. While his body constitutes the remnant of his sacrifice for mankind's salvation, the apostle Paul said that he was completing the sufferings of Christ in the body. So Paul said he was completing the sufferings, plural, of Christ in the body. Of course, it wasn't just Paul. That's you and I. We've been called to suffer for Christ. Okay? And that is what the Christian walk is all about. Okay? All right. So we're going to take a look at Hebrews chapter 7, verses 23 to 28. That's Hebrews chapter 7, verses 23 to 28. And we're going to try to elaborate on that. Okay? And Paul is speaking here, or the writer of Hebrews is speaking here about the priests of the Old Testament. And he says, And they truly were many priests, because they were not permitted to continue by reason of death. But this man, Jesus Christ, because he continueth forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. For such an high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Verse 27. Who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the people's? 
For this he did once when he offered up himself. For the law maketh men high priests which have infirmity, but the word of the oath which was since the law maketh the son who is consecrated forevermore. So what he's saying here is this. In verse 26 it says, For such an high priest became us. Okay, have you ever had somebody say to you, um, this is unbecoming of you. That means, you know, it's not expected of you or your behavior is, is strange or whatever. So when you read here in the Old English, it says, such an high priest became us. It's talking about something you and I partook of, we've partaken in. So we, you and I, who are believers, have partaken in the office of the high priest, in the work of the high priest. We are symbolically in the New Testament. Now we are the sons of Aaron. Okay? So we're functioning like him. The Apostle John in the book of 1 John says, as he is, so are we in this world. Okay? So we are working right now as high priests unto God as though Jesus himself were right here now, working through us, okay? All right, verse 28 says, For the law maketh men high priests which have infirmity, but the word of oath which was since the law maketh the son. So in other words, we, this, we have been called into what is called sonship, okay? And the son is the, S-O-N, is the intermediary between men and God. So you and I have been brought into adoption of sons okay and as ad adopted sons we now act as jesus christ would in this world we are his viceroys in verse 27 he says who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the people's for this he did once so if you listen to the other broadcast before now you will see where we spoke about the high priest and the other priests offering sacrifices for their own sins before they offered sacrifices for the sins of the people or for the sins of the rulers. And this is what he's saying here, that Jesus didn't need to offer sacrifices for himself. He offered himself as the sacrifice because there was no, beer, no, no blood purer than his. Okay, So Christ continues to this day to offer sacrifices to God through us. Okay, and how, how is that done? By our willingness to give our lives. Okay, if you recall, the Bible tells us that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. Seated at the right hand of the Father. But guess what? When Stephen was being stoned, Stephen said he looked and he saw Jesus standing on the right hand of power. Why was Jesus standing? Because Jesus, the, the, the high priest, stands when it's time to minister. So he was working and functioning through Stephen because Stephen yielded himself. Okay, these things I'm saying are not difficult to understand. They're really straightforward to understand if we will change our minds. And changing your mind simply means repent. If we repent from our old religious way of seeing Christ and come to see Christ in a biblical way, the way the scriptures have brought him across to us. Okay, so... Let's go on. There is a daily sacrifice of the body of Christ. That means you and I, all over the world, who are believers, who are Christians, we're constantly being put in situations where we have to go through trials. We have to be betrayed. We have to be disappointed. We have to be tempted. We have to go through all these things. 
because all these things we're going through, it's not for God. It's for others, those who are coming behind us, those who are with us, okay? The very people who are coming against you don't know what they're doing. They're coming against you because God has sent you to die for them, to give up your life for them, okay? I don't mean literally, physically, you know, die like Jesus died. But what I mean is sometimes you have to just, you know, you know give up your rights so you can win some people. Paul said, I have become all things to all men, if perchance I might win some to Christ. Okay? So the daily sacrifice of the body continues now. So now we're looking at Hebrews chapter 7, and we're going to go from verses 22 to 28. Hebrews chapter 7, verses 22. I'm sorry, I apologize. We're looking at Hebrews chapter 9. Strike that. Hebrews chapter 9, verses 22 to 28. The one we just finished was Hebrews 20, or was Hebrews 7. So we're doing Hebrews chapter 9, verses 22 to 28. And I'll read. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission of sins. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices, plural, than these. Okay, what is he saying here? Verse 23. He's saying that when Moses built the tabernacle and built all the items of the tabernacle, God used a particular word called pattern. P-A-T-T-E-R-N. He said several times, you would notice God will say this to Moses, almost like religiously. You always tell him, Moses, be careful. Make sure you build everything according to the pattern that was shown to you on the mountain. That means whatever Moses built here on earth, he had been shown it in the heavens. But the blood and the sacrifices that the high priest offered, they offered and sprinkled upon the things that Moses had built here on earth. And Paul is saying here that the heavenly things, which these earthly things symbolize, have to be sprinkled with better sacrifices than the things on earth were sprinkled with. Notice he says sacrifices, not just the sacrifice. If he said by better sacrifice, we would have said he was talking about the blood of Jesus Christ. But now he's not just talking about the blood of Jesus Christ, he's talking about many other sacrifices. And who could these, who else could be offering these other sacrifices apart from the body of Christ. Because the Bible tells us that he has offered, Jesus has offered his sacrifice once for all and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Okay? All right. Verse 24 says, For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, which are the figures of or images of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God, for us, not that, sorry, verse 25, not yet that he should offer himself often, aha, notice that, not that he should offer himself often as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, 
but after this, the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Okay? So Jesus has done his part. He has cleansed us with the blood. He has taken his blood and offered it to God. And God has accepted his blood as an appeasement for the sins of mankind. But today, he's still ministering. How is he still ministering? He's still ministering by bringing you and I, using you and I as his body to do those things that are pleasing unto the Father, to appease the Father. And you and I are being poured out, like the Apostle Paul said, that he's being ready to be poured out. We're being poured out as a sacrifice. You know, you remember the scripture said, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is what? Your reasonable service. So you and I, the believers, are being poured out to God. By who? By our leader, Jesus Christ. Okay? So the daily sacrifice of the body continues as an appeasement to God, not, to, not for this salvation that we have already received, but according to Peter, for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Okay? Now, at this moment in time, why is sacrifice still being offered? Sacrifice is still being offered because not everything is yet in total submission to the will of God. Okay? But the time will come when everything will be submit will be in total submission to the will of God. Okay? But for now, everything is not. And the reason everything is not is because of something called death. Now we're not just talking about people physically dying. We're talking about the sinful nature in us and in the world that wants to rebel against God. So let's take a look at this. We're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 22, sorry, verses 23. Um, yeah, verses 23 to 28. It says, but this is talking about the resurrection. It says, but every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming. Then come at the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. For he hath put all things under his feet. But when he said all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted which did put all things under him. Verse 28, and when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Friends, I just want us to stay with the last verse there. Let's just try to make some sense of the last verse. Now, in verse 23, you notice it says Christ the first fruits. It didn't say Christ the first fruit as in singular. He said, Christ the first fruits, as in plural. That means he's referring to Christ as a plurality of people, with Jesus as the head of these people. Now look at verse 28. It says, and when all things shall be subdued unto him. Which him is he talking about? Are you saying that there are things that are not subject to Jesus Christ today? 
Of course not. Everything is subject to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ says all authority, all power in heaven and in earth has been given unto me. That's what he said. So who is this him that he's referring to? It says, then shall the son also himself be subject unto him, which put all things under him. Are you saying that Jesus doesn't obey God? Let me tell you the only sons that don't obey God right now, you and I. Why? Because death is still working in us. Rebellion is still working in us. So verse 28 is talking about the body of Christ. It says, when all things shall be subdued unto the body, then shall the body also be subject to him that put all things under the body. The him that is being spoken about here, okay, is the body of Jesus Christ, okay? We, are still, we still have death working on us. I remember I said death isn't, you know, physical dying. It's that, 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 that um, nature that wants to go, go contrary to God, okay? Now, remember I said this is going to be... I said this is going to be some, you know, some deep teaching because without you understanding this, without you meditating and praying to God and getting clarity on this, you can't understand what the Old Testament is signifying. Remember when the apostles were, the early apostles were here, they didn't have a New Testament. Paul didn't have a book of Peter to go look up. James didn't have a book of John to go look up. They used the Old Testament to convince people that Jesus was the Christ. Can you do that? Where are you going to go into the Old Testament to demonstrate that Jesus is the Christ, that he came and he sacrificed and he shed his blood for you and I, that everything in the Old Testament is speaking about Jesus Christ? And when you read what we just read in 1 Corinthians 15, when he's talking about when uh, finally the Son shall be subject to him that put all things under him. Are you saying that Jesus Christ right now doesn't, doesn't, is not in total submission to the will of God? Of course he is. Okay? When he says there's the last enemy that shall be conquered is death, are you saying that Jesus Christ hasn't conquered death? In the book of Revelations, he says that he holds the keys of death and of hell. He has overcome. It is you and I that are yet to overcome, but we are part of his body. We are part of the Son of God. We're the body of the Son of the Living God. And so I've gone through these scriptures tonight to change our minds, for us to begin to understand the awesomeness of the power and the gift and the calling of God for you and I, what we've been called to, what we've been offered, the role we play, so that when tomorrow you're at work or wherever you are and somebody wrongs you or does something, you know, you want to blow your top, you have to remember that that's an opportunity for you to put one more block on your building and on your own place and your right to be among those called the elect of God. Whatever suffering you're going through, that you're going through, whether it's in your health, whether it's in your finance, whether it's in your personal life, it is not lost on God. It is not lost on Jesus. He's in total, absolute control of everything. It's your opportunity to partake in the sufferings of Christ, like Paul said. Paul said, I, 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 have, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I consider them to be done for the excellency 
of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Why did he want the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ? Because Jesus Christ himself said, eternal life is to know God and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. God has given us at this hour and at this time a powerful, mighty, awesome word that is coming to you wherever you are right now. This word is coming to you and it is deep and you must go deeper to be able to pull out what is inside for you. This is not the shallow level stuff anymore. This is the deep meat. Why? Because the time of the end is near and the time for the elect has come. The Bible says all of creation is awaiting the manifestation of the sons of God. And not only they, but we ourselves who have the first fruit, the down payment of the spirit of God, we ourselves groan within ourselves waiting for the adoption, the adoption of the sons of God. That is why you are hearing this word at this time, because you have been receiving this call from God in your life, and you've not been able to interpret it, you've not been able to understand it, you've gone from one church to another, from one denomination to another, seeking rest and finding none. But now the true word has come. And you can see we're backing up what we're saying with scripture. This could only have come from God. Okay, you're not dependent on my opinion, my philosophy. No, everything I'm speaking, everything I'm saying, I'm showing to you from the word of God. No matter how it might sound to you, do not reject it if it is coming from the word of God. But if I cannot back it up and substantiate what I'm saying with the scriptures, do not believe me. Do not listen to me. I've shown you that you and I are called to be a part of the body of Christ. That means you've been called to function in the place of the Son of God here on earth. That's why John, in the book of 1 John, he said, as he is, so are we in this world. So get up and take your place. Okay, friends, I want to thank you so much once more for your time. Thank you for your patience. As time goes on, I believe we'll you know, go further into some of these things. I look forward to hearing from you via email. If you go to our website and hit the contact us page and send a message, I'll receive that via email. If you go to our Facebook page, you look for the Emerging Temple um, in Facebook, you'll be able to communicate with me there and you know ask questions and I'd love to respond to you. You can also communicate here on YouTube in the in the chat section. Just you know try you know not to be rude. You know communicate, ask questions, make your own opinion. You're welcome to state your own opinion on how you feel about anything. And I want to encourage you to share these videos. Don't keep us a secret. This is the word that God told you would come at the end of time. This, what you're hearing, is the final trumpet. This is the last message you were told would come at the end of time. Believe it. It's, it, it's up to you now to take this word out, to spread it. Share these videos. Share this audio. Okay? With all the electronic devices right now. You can, you can change the world right from your living room. You can change the world right now from, even if you're sick in bed right now, you can change the world with just your phone just by getting this message across, okay? Friends, if you'd like to support us, please visit our website, templeoftruth.us, okay? And if you want to be a, uh, go through Patreon, you can go to patreon.com, okay? Look for our handle, Emerging Temple, and you can support this work so we can, you know, get better equipment, um, be able to broadcast through various channels. We'd love to get these um, broadcasts onto 
national television if we can. So wherever you are, we look forward to you supporting this work, okay, prayerfully. Thank you so much for your time. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to hit, hit the bell icon there so you can get notified anytime we upload new videos. Thank you so much for your time. This is Michael O'Bear saying, God bless you.